Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of Fitness, Food, and Fun. It's a chat with Andy Mack. And today I am joined by my friend and nutritionist, Jen Braun. So some high level things about Jen that I know. Jen, when I met you, you were a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness. I believe at the time you were still in college pursuing your nutrition degree. So you were doing uh, personal training there. But now you are a professional nutritionist. You have a site called Mom's Weight Loss on Instagram. And we'll like, give you a chance to really get into that as, as we go here. But first, is there anything else that you want to share with people about you that I missed? And then tell us how it all started. Tell us where fitness came into Jen's life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Yep. I own, so mom's weight loss is my Instagram handle and I own the business, the nourished life, basically focusing around overall nutrition, wellness, and creating, you know, a sustainable lifestyle for clients. And so that's what I do. And as far as fitness from a young age, I played sports. I played softball, soccer, volleyball, I ended up playing volleyball in college. And I think that's really where fitness came into my life. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't based on how many calories you could burn or like heavy workout. It was just like sports. And I think that that really helped me to just find a love of like movement in general. And I don't know that I would be where I am today as far as a personal trainer and just into that, you know, lifestyle without having that at such a young age, or I don't know how it would have, you know, developed. I'm sure at some point, you know, it would have, but, but yeah, playing sports, I think helped me to just get movement in my life daily so that when I wasn't playing sports anymore, something felt like it was like missing. What was the thing that spurred you to get into sports in the first place? Was it your own desire? Were you begging your parents or were your parents athletes? And did they kind of say, hey, try this or have you signed up for a bunch of different things? I'm trying to remember. I think, I mean, I know I, I did like gymnastics, like really, really young, but my first sport I think was basketball in like fourth and fifth grade. And I think it was just like my friends did it and it was, you know, I went to a small school, so there wasn't a ton of activities. So I think it was just something to do. My parents were never like pushy about me doing sports or, or not doing them. I don't know that. I think my dad might've played football when he was really young, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't playing when when I got older, but so yeah, I think it was just honestly something to do. (laughs) I went to a small school, so it was just an activity to try and I ended up picking it up. And now you were a personal trainer, but at Mm -hmm. some point in this journey that you were just talking about with soccer and gymnastics and everything, the nutrition, like it got sparked. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what, what was that moment in time? Like, when did this, you were like, oh man, I love this. Yeah. So I, it actually happened. People are like, oh, that's such a, not sad story, but like a hard thing to do, but it was, it was obviously my life's purpose, but basically I when I applied for school, I knew I was interested in like overall wellness. So I did actually register as a nutrition major without much, you know, knowing much about it. Then the summer before I went to, I started college, I went to Puerto Rico to visit my best friend. I got dengue fever, which is basically like West Nile here. And long story short, I was in the hospital there and long story short, I developed all these food allergies and it wasn't a clear cut, like anaphylactic, you were getting a reaction. It was just like my immune system was messed up and nothing clear came out of it other than adjusting my nutrition to see what helped me feel better. And everything I learned in all these courses helped me understand. And then that's really what developed my passion because I was like, how many other people are living, you know, just overall of quality of life. That's not, you know, what they want and not understanding how to, you know, improve it. And that's what really sparked everything from there. 
So I think that's really cool that what you were finding is that food was the thing that was helping you with all, with all the ailments and it wasn't medicine. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that, but right before you do, I just think it's very funny that you signed up to, for nutrition. You just sort of, Hey, what am I going to do? Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to sign up to be a nutritionist in college. I know. I, I, I looked at everything. I knew I wanted to be more in like the active, like I looked at sports management. I looked at, I think I looked at social work. So I always wanted to help people. And I think just knowing that, you know, food, everyone eats everyone, you know, I saw the most potential as far as a variety of options. I didn't want to be pigeonholed into one thing to do for a career. Cause I knew that I wasn't hundred percent sure what that was. So yeah, I knew that I could change, but I ultimately had signed up. I registered as that. And then it was meant to be. <laughs> so you had a lot of, basically the backbone was you had a lot of flexibility in your, in your choice. So it didn't, the, the choice itself gave you flexibility, but you also wanted a uh, choice if you wanted to, to get out of it. But you also mentioned that it was really what drove you there was helping people, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, this is like, I think whether it was, I mean, you've been a personal trainer and you've been a nutritionist and maybe you've had some other jobs too, but really the root of those things is helping people, which is good because that's what we're really here for, for the conversation. So I, I think that that's really interesting. And I, I think this is a good point for a transition. And, and Jen, I mentioned this to you before we started talking that I thought this was going to be such an interesting conversation because I see what you do in your mom's weight loss and you're promoting no, no diets, really. I mean, and then I'll let you get into specifics on that, but I think people would love to hear about someone helping them lose weight without, you know, dieting. Yeah, it's, it seems too good to be true. And I, I tell people all the time, like, I wish it could be sexy or flashy that it's like this, like new, you know, thing. And it seems like so interesting, but the reality is that just being consistent with what you're eating, being, you know, intentional with your choices, your portions and understanding what your body needs. You can literally eat anything. You don't need to restrict yourself. You don't need to not have cupcakes with your kids. You don't need to do any of that stuff. Like we've set so many rules around food that we go from one you know, end of the um, spectrum to the other. And that's what's really doing the damage as far as our metabolism, as far as why can't we lose weight, as far as fitting into our clothes, along with understanding what season you're in in life. And that you know, there's gonna be different times where activity changes or hormones, all that stuff that you know, has to t- be taken into account. But the reality is it, you know, the diets don't work because they don't work for your lifestyle. They're not taking you into account. And so that's why, you know, unfortunately we're setting ourselves up for failure when we do go up for them most of the time, because they're not taking into account us as individuals. So what I like you tell us a little bit about, I watch your stuff. And to me, the information that you're passing on, the advice you're giving, it's good for everybody, but something drove you to make it more focused for moms. Yeah. So I think, so when I was prior to starting my, my business, you know, I was working for a gym franchise and I, it was, it was corporate, you know, it was very, it was very busy. It was very stressful. And no one told me that becoming a mom, that it was go- how hard it was going to be. I knew it was hard. You talked about it all the time, talk about getting no sleep, all that stuff, but no one told me how hard it was going to be leaving my child, even doing little things like taking a shower and feeling guilty for not being with them. And so those are basic human you know, functions. And so 
upon starting my business, it was really important to me to help give in women itself is just, that's the, that's the population that I feel like I've been able to resonate as a woman myself and just the, the way that I, I counsel and then just busy women and moms are obviously in that, in that pocket, because I felt like I was in a place where I was feeling lost, feeling stressed out, feeling like I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do for myself and for my family. And I knew all the, well, not all the things, but I knew a lot about nutrition and fitness. So imagine the people that don't aren't in that arena and don't have that, you know, knowledge to be able to implement it slowly. I just wanted to be able to provide that for them so that they could feel like they knew how to put themselves into the equation, not even put themselves first, put themselves into the equation to, you know, start taking care of themselves. And it wasn't 20, 30 years down the line before they start taking care of themselves. And it's really, really hard at that point. So one of the things that you mentioned, and, and I pulled this from your posts, I, I read through the, the content pretty carefully, and I've seen where you've talked about some of the things that you've gone with. You just mentioned that just now, which, which drove you into this. And then also some of the rewarding feedback that you've gotten from your clients. So could you give some insight to the people that are listening that talk a little bit about some of the things that you dealt with and then how that's maybe even parallel with some of your clients today, and then some of that rewarding feedback that you're getting. Yeah. So, I mean, for myself, the, the stress side of things, the, you know, the guilt, the just, and I'm sure it's, it's you, you as a father too, you know, experience it as, as well. I know my husband does, but just like being able to navigate this new chapter um, of our lives is just a different ball game. And so it changes obviously forever. So being able to navigate that and really just be able to say, okay, well, you know, I deserve this too, was something that I struggle with just because as someone that wants to help others, like you just want to keep giving and giving, but at some point you tap out, but there's so many nights I ended up crying and just upset and it, it, it puts a, a toll on you. And so yeah. being able to step out of that and say, all right, well, what things do I need to do consistently? And that's really where a lot of my message comes in that we don't have time to shift our whole lifestyle. We don't have time to change all the foods in our fridge, to change our entire habits, to change all that stuff, because we've got so many other responsibilities. So taking those small steps that are going to help us get to that long-term goal that's why it's such a big part of my message because I live it every single day as, and I only have one kid. So I can't imagine people that have, you know, multiple children. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So that's really where, as far as for me and my clients that I've, I've implemented the same things, helping them choose. The, the reality is I don't tell any of my clients, this is what you're going to do. We talk about what, you know, what's your lifestyle like? What are your goals? Why do you really want to accomplish those goals? Because if it's just a number on the scale, that's really hard to just keep focusing after. But if it's to be able to run around with your kids, feel confident in your clothes for your significant other. Like if it's the deeper reasons, it's a little bit easier to work through those challenges because it's a, it's a really, really deep uh, purpose for it. And then working from there, what things do we need to adjust? And obviously using my expertise, but also they're the expert in their own life and know what things are realistic. And the, the responses I've gotten. I just had a, a wonderful client today. Today was her last day working with me. And her goal was she's had four kids. She's, you know, an amazing mom. She wanted to feel confident in her clothes again after her last child. And she knew that her body was a lot different than the first, you know, after the first three and it had some trouble, you know, seeing the changes that she was looking for. So she said, 
she fits back into her clothes again. She's amazed by the amount of food that she can eat, you know, and she's planned all her, she's learned how to like really plan her food. So it's not a thought process every single, like, what am I going to eat now? What am I going to eat now? And she's really made it a part of her lifestyle. So that to me is a win. Like if she came in not knowing those things and not knowing how to go day to day, taking care of herself with four kids and a husband, and then going out of that with the confidence, that's, that was the best news. (laughs) So in that, you mentioned that your client came to an end with you. Is that part of how you do things? Is it a cycle? Is it, hey, this is for this period of time or until you achieve this goal, you're gonna, we're gonna work together? Yeah, so I tell people straight up, I say, I want people to stay in my life from like a community standpoint forever, but I don't want them to rely on me forever because then that means I'm not doing my job. If they need me to dictate what they're eating, how much they're eating for the rest of their life. And that's why, honestly, for the majority of people I work with, I don't do meal plans for that same purpose because I don't want them to rely on me forever. That that to me is equating just like a diet. Like if I don't, they don't stay with me forever, they're gonna either gain the weight back or not see the results. So yeah, we look at what their goals are, approximately how long it would take to reach them. And then a little cushion for maintenance so that they can really get comfortable because going after a goal and whether it's weight loss, body composition change, clothing, the way your clothes fit, whatever, you're always shooting after something. So there's a little more motivation, but when maintenance comes into play and you're just like, okay, I've reached my goal. It's a different ball game mentally to try and stay there. So we take a look at all of that and then we map out their process and how long it'll take. And then, you know, obviously it can take longer and I can extend their program. That's no problem at all, but just to give them a frame of reference of how long this process is going to take approximately. And if they need longer, no problem, but just so that it doesn't feel like it's just forever and that they are taking on that autonomy to take care of themselves. And I would assume you're always there. If they ever need you somewhere down the line, you're there to help them. Yep, exactly. So I, the way I structure the program is I believe nutrition happens between our sessions. And so depending on the program, depending on, you know, what their needs are, say we meet every other week, I check in with them every single week and then they have access. I have an app just to keep it all HIPAA compliant, but basically it's texting. So if they have questions, if they're struggling, if they need some motivation, if they're going out to dinner and they're nervous about this is the first time going out to dinner since starting this program and how do they you know navigate it, I'm there. I really love that insight that you provided because it brings me back. I think when I was coaching, I used to tell the the guys on the team, like I could want you to be the best in the world, but it doesn't matter. You have to want to be the best. So I love that from a nutrition standpoint to give your clients the same messaging that it's, it's something that has to come from within. And I think that's really what leads to success. Mm -hmm. So The second part of this is food and we can spend more time on food because food is really, this is what you do. So can you you talk a little about what's food like in Jen's life? Food, what's food like in Jen's life? Delicious. I don't want to eat anything (laughs) that that doesn't taste good. Honestly, I mean, initially, and even, even still at times, you know, it was a challenge just juggling the energy. And so a lot of what I do is figuring out like, quicker ways to do things just so that I can preserve energy for things like working or with my daughter and things like that. And so figuring out, you know, easier cooking methods, but what is food like? I mean, I eat a lot. I eat, you know, frequently. Um, I like that. (laughs) Right. I try and keep it as what I call balance as possible just to give myself fuel. So I'm not running down to, I work from home, running downstairs every, every half hour instead of every, (laughs) every hour or two. I don't know what specifically. What do we have? What's the breakfast, lunch, and dinner menu like in the Braun household? Breakfast is almost always, and mostly 
just from a time standpoint, it's almost always a, what I call a protein coffee. So it's coffee, protein powder, almond milk, just cause I can't have dairy, peanut butter, cinnamon blended, and then like a piece of fruit on the side. So I'm getting some protein, some carbs, some fat. And it's just because I basically wake up with my daughter, get her all ready. Cause my mom comes in, helps me with her. And then I'm usually hopping right on a call. I haven't mastered the waking up at 5.00 AM and doing my whole routine beforehand, mostly because she, we're just getting through potty training. So sleep is, is precious, but so that's breakfast. Lunch is normally, I try and prep myself and my husband's lunches just because I don't have time to go downstairs and cook a full lunch. So usually it's like pasta with grilled chicken and we love roasted broccoli. So just trying to keep it really simple with like a protein, carb and veg. And then dinner is usually pretty, pretty similar. We try and grill as much as we can. We love like roasted potatoes. We were doing rice and um, green beans and ground beef before. Try and try and change it up variety wise. So I think I know what the answer to this is, but I want to give you a chance to talk about it. And I think this is one of the unique things about what you're doing as a nutritionist. When you talk to your clients, do you try to get them to eat like you eat or do you try to give them different guidance? I give them different, I don't give them different. Well, I don't, I don't base it on, you know, what I do and saying they should, should or shouldn't actually a lot of clients ask me like, well, what do you eat? And it doesn't matter. Honestly, I, I, I very rarely, I don't care about talking about here, but I re- very rarely do like a day in the life of what I eat. I'll give meal ideas for sure. But I think that just like that, like, oh, well, she's doing that. That's what I should do. And unless someone is, has lived my entire life, has dealt with the any medical issues I have, any, you know, one pregnancy, one, all that stuff, they're not going to need the same things that I do. And so I think it, it's good to have ideas, but to say like, you should eat exactly like I should, it's just not, you know, it's like saying just because you have diabetes, I should, you know, eat the same thing. So I don't also because with that dengue fever that I got in Puerto Rico, I'm allergic to gluten and dairy and that takes a ton off the table too. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, you eat gluten-free. Like, should I do that? I'm like, no, I have to do it out of out of necessity. I would prefer not to. I love bread and ice cream and all that stuff. But so I don't know. I don't really talk about what I do also because just as a dietitian, the counseling that we've received, definitely being personal as far as helping people to know that we're a person too. And they don't, it's not this like sterile persona, but also it's about them. So I don't really talk about what, what I do as much and more so focus on what works for them. What do they like? Why do they not like, and just breaking down what rules that they talk about with nutrition. Yeah. I noticed the, the virus you got is the gift that, that keeps on giving, but I just want to say that I, that's another thing that I love about the advice that you're given, because I think watching and paying attention to nutrition, pretty much my whole life. It's a lot of people trying to prescribe to you to eat the way, the way that they eat. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I think most people's mindsets are by default. Like, oh man, look at that person. I don't, I don't have to eat like they eat. That's going to be too much. And I think because of what we're trying to you know, do here is be relatable to people and help them understand that you don't have to be perfect. Number one, because nobody's perfect. I love that messaging that you have there, but this gives me an opportunity to say, okay, all right, Jen, let's tell some people out there. Let's tell some of your clients, what are your favorites? Tell me some of the things that you're not counting any calories at this point. What are you going to eat? So my newest thing is that, I don't know if you've seen this, but, and it's a big deal when you haven't had this for that long, but Oreos just came out with gluten-free Oreos Mm -hmm. and the the gluten-free industry has tried their own, but it's not the same thing. 
So my friend and I, who's also gluten-free got some, they were, they did not disappoint. So I would say that that was like the newest, you know, it's, it's, it's also like a nostalgia thing when you go out for ice cream with your family, because you know, that's what you used to do as a kid. Like it's the same thing when you, when you do have the food allergies, it does make it a little bit more challenging to partake in the same things. And you have to kind of make your own traditions, if you will. So this was a nice like connection back to that. So I would say that was probably my uh, most recent, you know, just extra treat. Um, Hmm. What's a favorite? Let's say you're going out to dinner. What are you gonna? I was order? going, to, I was going to dinner. What would I order? Anything you want. Oh gosh. Is there? There a is a. There's a restaurant in Glastonbury, J. Gilbert's. It's yeah. been a long time since they've been there, but they have an amazing lobster cob salad. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like one of my mouthwatering. I know it's salad, but there's bacon and egg, and <laughs> there's there's plenty of of fun stuff in there. I just got a, I found a place that has a gluten-free pizza crust, which is hard to come by these days. One that tastes good. And so I got Barb's in West Hartford. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's good. So it was delicious. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. So I got that with some sausage and veggies and what else did I put on there? I think that was it. They didn't have cheese. They didn't have like dairy-free cheese, but I'm very picky about that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I'm just, I'm working hard on you here. So let's just say you're walking around the fairgrounds. You're at Six Flags or Disney World or whatever. What are you going to grab? So that's the problem with me. So like a lot of them I can't <laughs> have allergy wise, but say allergen wise, it wasn't a problem. Yep. I would probably get those, what are they called with the powder on top? Fried dough. Oh yeah. I would probably get fried dough with sugar because I'm a, I'm a, I do sweet over salty. Popcorn, love. Honestly, I think the last time I went to like the Big E, I think because of my allergies, I think I got just French fries. So like a good, a good French fry. I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah. I think that like this, I am salt. Like I like the salty with that. So that would probably be my, my top three. I got to tell you like poutine, French fries with the cheese and oh Mm -hmm. man, that's, that is a delicacy. Okay. So Third part of fitness, food, and fun. Tell me about fun. What's fun in Jen's life? Oh, gosh. I mean, my two and a half year old, she yeah. keeps, you know, me probably as fun as I am. What else is fun? Oh, gosh. What are some examples of what other people say? <laughs> you know what? It's, I, I, this is really funny because, and people get stumped on this when, when they're asked because you've been sitting at home mostly for the most part for a year. You can't remember. And people, when people start saying things, I'm like, oh, yeah we did used to go to concerts. Like there, there were, you know, there's all these things that you used to do that you for even forget about. And when people mention them, you're like, yeah, that is a lot of fun. So yeah. that, I mean, that's kind of the things that I was, I uh, was getting from people. If you, I say, Hey, if you had a weekend or you had a week to go travel, where would you go? And, and what would you do? Would you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would probably, my husband and I during this is sounds so bad. During the pandemic, we got a, one of his friends runs a hotel. And so there wasn't a lot of people. And so we went up to Rhode Island and we got a, a hotel room right on the water and we went jet skiing all day. And so like, I would like, that would be my, you know, just to get like a house on the, on the lake, rent it and jet skiing or boating. That's something that I, I don't do often enough, but I definitely, that would be my, my go-to. I don't care if it's a beach or a, or a lake. So you're, you're a pretty active person. That's the other cue that I was going to give you. I mean, being the, the lifestyle that you have, I would assume a lot of your fun comes around 
doing athletic things where I'm not sure what they, what they are, but maybe it's bike riding, but it's jet skiing. And is there, is there anything else that you, that's kind of like pop back into your brain now that we opened up that can of worms? Yeah. My husband and I, it's, it's obviously got a different spin now because we have a two and a half year old. So like doing things before mm-hmm. that we didn't necessarily have to, even if we have two dogs, so like bringing the dogs is different, but hiking, we've hiked Talking Mountain, you know, quite a bit, such an easy, an easy hike and easy to get there. We used to go up to in Vermont, there's the Alpine slide, which is like the, yeah. do the, the ski lift up and then the slide down them. Now they have a zip line and then they have this like swing thing. My husband doesn't like heights. So it's really fun to scare <laughs> him. So that would probably be like an active, you know, weekend to just go and, and it's kind of like a more adventurous amusement park. So I found out in this conversation, what your real fun is, is hearing <laughs> your husband. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. He does it plenty to me. So it's, uh, it's even. Okay. So the capstone for all of this is fitness, food, and fun. How do they all come together for you in your life? Or do you view these things as different aspects of your life? Yeah, I think that fitness and fun for sure. I've like just being again, as a, as a busy mom and stuff like that, I've had to choose fitness things that I enjoy. Cause I don't need one more thing on my plate. I need to do things that are going to help bring me, you know, joy. And so my, the workouts that I choose to do, the way I choose to move is, you know, has turned into things that I absolutely enjoy. So that's been, uh, that's definitely part of it. I would say food for sure. Okay. Food for sure is, you know, I want it to be part of it. And I think it is, I think also not necessarily always like fun and glamorous, but like planning it out and just having it done has helped me just to like maintain less stress during the week, translating to, you know, more fun, but it's not always, Ooh, what do I want to have? What do I want to have? Like part of the, just having structure around it has helped me to preserve my fun and preserve being able to go work out because I don't have to cook every night. So it's, it's, not that I don't eat foods that I love. It's just the matter of, it's not always like this fun, you know, let's go out to eat and be spontaneous about it. There is, you know, that, that just discipline, but just so that I can preserve everything else. So the last thing that that we'll do here first, I didn't want to thank you and just say, thank you for, for joining me. Like I mentioned earlier, I think that your approach is, is so unique. And I think everyone out there has to figure out what works for them. And, and so what you're prescribing, I think could be helpful to, to so many people. I think people are going to love to hear, Hey, how do, how can I lose weight without, you know, doing the diet, doing the dieting. So I just want to give you a chance here to, to plug your mom's weight loss for anyone out there that could use your assistance. Yeah. Thank you. So I appreciate it. It's been so much fun, you know, talking to you and talking about things that I don't normally talk about other than, you know, the food component of things, but yeah, I'm, I, you know, really I'm passionate about helping people to live the life that they want. And I believe that that starts with, you know, feeling confident in yourself and in your clothes. And while I don't promote, you know, absolutely living and dying by the scale, I understand that depending on what your goals are, whether it's fitting in your clothes or or losing a certain amount of weight, that doing that in a way that works with your lifestyle is the way that it happens now and sustains. And that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about it. So if anyone needs, you know, support with figuring out how to make it work for their lifestyle, I don't know if there'll be, it'll be, there'll be a link under it, or, you know, you can find me at moms.weightloss on Instagram, and I'd be happy to connect and talk about, you know, your goals. I, I do an initial assessment to figure out what your needs are and if it would be a good fit. And so anyone that, that needs that, I'm more than happy. I will definitely make your information available in there. 
And just for those listening, as an added bonus, Jen's very entertaining on her her mom's weight loss. So you you don't you don't just get advice on this; you get entertainment with this package. Okay. <laughs> so Jen, thanks again. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoy and hope you take away some of these great messages that Jen had to share.